Recorded live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this February 26, 2015 edition of the Everything is Energy show. This is your host, Judy Greeno, here to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing with its developer, Stephen Lewis. Stephen is also the co-author of Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work in private practice that preceded the launch of the AIM program. We encourage you to pick the book up. It's available on Kindle through Amazon. You can get it through any of our websites, aimprogram.com, or your facilitator's website, and it's available in Spanish. And we have it available in a six-CD set that you can get from the office. So please take advantage of that, share it with others, and refer back to it again and again. Remember, there's an index back there that can be very helpful, too. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM Energetic Balancing is not medicine or what we tend to think of as traditional healthcare, and it does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you, and AIM assists you in doing that 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, the imbalances are gone for good and can neither manifest nor be passed on to offspring. Hence, Stephen's infamous phrase, become the first in the history of your family with no family history. Remember that just as every individual is unique, every AIM participant's healing experience is unique to them. When discussing energetic imbalances that have names that are the same as or that are similar to names of diseases, as we'll be doing this morning, remember we work with and are talking about energetic imbalances only, not about actual diseases. And lastly, we do not perform physical tests of any kind, so we cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Stephen, like you, I was thinking about this intro this morning, so I have yet another topic to get into later in the conversation. But I was, I don't know why. I, I don't often think about it. I mean, I have it here to look at if I need it, but it, something else occurred to me this morning. So it's always a uh, Well, let's hear, let's hear what you have to say. It was the part about, because we always are, say that it's, you know, uh, it's not traditional health care. It doesn't diagnose, treat, prevent, cure disease. It doesn't confirm any medical diagnosis. And that's all very important. But what it brought me back to, always in your book, <laughs> you know I'm always going back there, but in your, the chapter that says resolving the unknowable, um, there's, the whole chapter is good, and I don't have time to read the whole chapter, but... I, I went to two, two specific things. On page 129, toward the, uh, the last half of the page, um, you talk about uh, routinely my clients would come in with, a long, with long lists of physical, mental, and emotional symptoms. When I tested them, of course, this is obviously before the AIM program launch. When I tested them, they would often turn out to exhibit a huge range of frequencies associated with serious illnesses, like Marburg or HIV or idiopathic CD4, or progressive multifocal leukoencephalopathy. You say that much better than I do. Anyway, they'll never get a medical diagnosis of these things, and I'm not claiming they have them medically. But when the frequencies go away, they get a dramatic improvement in their well-being. And this is what, what, what I wanted to say for sure. Depression, for instance, is very commonly accompanied by the frequencies associated with TB. 
when when we rebalance them to remove those frequencies, the depression goes away. I just thought it was another way of saying, no, we don't do the medical stuff because we don't do physical tests, but what what you do is much deeper. Again, it's called healing. And what, what caught my eye here was this mention of TB. It's not the only time it's mentioned in the book. You, you basically say you may find a frequency similar to the frequency of TB, but if somebody wants to know if they have TB, they need to go see their doctor. But it was this depression uh, saying that it was commonly associated with TB because we have a tendency, I think, to to talk about frequencies or maybe we look at the newsletter and we say a dominant unresolved emotion that was apparent in the person in whom you found a new hereditary frequency. And I just thought this was a good way to remind people, too, that we are unique. So just because it says insecurity or um, something else, it doesn't mean when it comes to a frequency, say, that's got a component similar to Mycobacterium ulcerans, which is a form of TB, we're going to feel whatever it is we need to feel in the process of healing. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> I, didn't give you, I didn't leave you much more. Well, I, thank you for that. I didn't leave you much room to say anything else. But with just one last thing uh-huh. in Chapter 2 that, that's important. Because you, the, the AIM program is so comprehensive that sometimes people look look to you um, or frequencies to be able to make everything perfect in their life. Well, um, it's, it's a long story. Let me comment on that first. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy to say I made a mistake about X or Y or Z. It's close to impossible to say all my laws, rules, and everything I've learned um, is either wrong or irrelevant. That's very, very, very difficult. Now, little by little, it seeps into our consciousness. There are people who have Ebola or have HIV. I mean, look at a guy like Magic Johnson, you know, before they had all what they're using is drugs now, which I don't think do much anyway, but it doesn't matter. Um, the effect, the, the point of what a disease is or isn't is not really understood by them. Mm-hmm. It's exactly why some people get measles and it's a dread disease and they're all up in arms about it. And on the other hand, when we were kids, Everyone got measles. You're supposed to get measles. It's nothing. Right. You know, I mean, do you think that anyone you knew didn't have measles? I don't think so, Stephen. Right. And so it became a cause celeb. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's the, the dread measles is here. Like, you know, I mean, it's very difficult not to be skeptical. And if you are skeptical... They don't like it and they attack you because what you're doing is calling them liars. And uh, I think they're lying. Does that mean they're liars? Well, you make that decision. All I can say is I think they're lying. I would never call a liar, someone who lies a liar. I mean, that's much too great a leap for me, but... Others may choose to take that leap. Not me. Not me. I'm all peace and love. 
Um, we are on the threshold of understanding, and we let go of our ways very slowly and with a great deal of resistance. There are rules governing life. We understand almost none of them. I mean, it gets down to you introducing me. Am I a healer? Yes, I am. Now, what, what, what does it mean? Do I heal? Everybody's a healer. You heal yourself. That's a healer. You don't heal anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. So those people who are healers, what else is it about them? And the answer is they help people heal themselves. They don't heal them, but they help people heal themselves. Right. And some of them are famous, some are not. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't amount to, as they say, a hill of beans. Um, that is what healing is about. I don't think the current paradigm, with all their miracle cures and everything else, has a hell of a long time left because the enemy is stronger, the enemy is more implacable and more irresistible than the strength of the administration's resolve. And it has time on its side. It's that simple. And uh, I think we are in the middle of the most massive revolution imaginable. It's, it's, you know, I was looking at some numbers and looking at some men, looking at some people. Well, we're in the middle. The number of young people with cancer is, if it had just happened suddenly, 20 years ago, everyone would have been freaked out. Um, that old poem, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper, is like seductive because the bang wakes you up. The whimper just puts you to sleep. But the change is just as dramatic, whether it be accomplished with a whimper or a bang. Change is dramatic. It's monumental. And I, for one, am utterly resolved that my work is incredibly important, and I intend to continue it, and I hope to continue it. Um, and those who don't believe in it, that's fine. It's, they don't have to. It's their choice. I, but I do believe in, at some point in the long run, making that choice will be against their best interests. But I think it, it is, in all fairness, their choice. I think we're, in, we're right impaled on the horns of this massive change, this revolution. And this conundrum, because it's a riddle. I must use current technology in describing things I find. And yet, what I find is, in its way, totally different and unrelated to current technology in many ways. Because the ultimate now is about 
can you or can you not heal? The disease is almost secondarily. Is it cancer? Maybe. And if you have that frequency of cancer, so the question is the same. Be it cancer or candida or whatever, can you heal it? We're trained to respond to buzzwords. Oh my God, it's cancer. Goodbye to life. And yet, I believe, now this is what I believe, I have been responsible in helping thousands of people heal their cancer. And many, many, many more thousands that I've ever touched or impacted have healed their cancer on their own without me. Mm-hmm. Healing is as old as life is. Healing is as old as death is. And as a matter of fact, that's your choice. Right. Um, this is, I think, not just a recurring theme. It is the theme. Paraphrase. Coach Vince Lombardi, and you don't know what he said, do you? Um, I've probably heard it before, but I can't think of it right now. He said, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Mm. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you would remember that one. <laughs> well, that's not special. So mm-hmm. do half the football fans in the world. Oh, half of them? <laughs> At least. <laughs> yep, indeed. indeed. At least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, see, I was a kid when the Green Bay Packers under Vince Boy were playing and winning championships. That made the, the impact maybe a lot less for people who never really saw or heard of the Packers. It's just some names in the past. Like I heard Fidipides ran in the past, yeah. How do you do? It's like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, he ran a race in Greece. You know which race that was, I assume, right? Say that again? No, the race by Dippides ran? No. The marathon. Oh, okay. <laughs> you get you get you get into so many things in a matter of like thirty seconds, it's hard to keep up with you. <laughs> That's my excuse for this morning. <laughs> Oh, oh, no, I think you're absolutely right, you know. Uh, but I go be somewhere between incredibly eclectic and utterly discursive, okay? <laughs> uh, that's one of the, the side effects of being a little bit nuts. <laughs> so uh, that being said, where is we at? All right, that being said, i got one more thing, and I'm nudging yeah, people right. again to maybe go read this. Oh, uh, no, no, I like when you do what you're doing. Okay, well, we, you know, remember, years ago, we used to take a portion of the book and read it, which maybe we should do that every now and then, but I'm kind of doing that this morning. But, again, so people may, may choose to go back and re, uh, read the, the uh, chapter called Resolving the Unknowable. Um, I just wanted to read a couple more lines because, as I started to say earlier, is a lot of times people get, get in the habit um, of looking for you and frequencies to make everything work right in their life. And, and when they understand what your work is truly all about, it's about self-empowerment. So I just wanted to read this part, and this is the last 
page of this chapter, Resolving the Unknowable, um, where Max is talking, and he says, for years I've been able to observe the changes that happen in people when their energetic imbalances are removed. These changes include huge shifts in their sense of well-being, their ability to enjoy life, to adapt to changes, to think more clearly, to love more deeply, and to release unproductive and uncomfortable patterns in their lives. They go from being the unwitting victims of subtle forces to being the self-actuated creative force in their lives. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. It is your life. Right. You are in charge of it. And literally, that means you are in charge. It means that you can, you can take that life in its wave-like form, which is amorphous, but absolutely real. And you can focus on it, give it form, shape, and then change that form or shape. That is called healing, or it's called whatever, dying. You know? It is, but you can do it. We can do it. That is the miracle that's not a very contemporary miracle. It's an eternal miracle. Because Buddha wrote about it. And then a long time after that, Christ wrote about it. And every healer has written about it. Um, It's why phrases exist in our language like mind over matter. Because we can change material aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. And that indeed is mind over matter. I mean, change it. Change the DNA. Whatever it takes is what it takes. Now, that entails a different perspective. But the irony is that perspective is somewhere present in everybody who dutifully goes to church Saturday or Sunday mornings and then leaves and having paid their couple of hours homage that perspective, they continue living a life as if it's not a possibility. It's how you destroy power, destroy a concept. And I think Shakespeare called it damning with faint praise. Remember that term? Damning with faint praise? Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) That's not much. Damning with faint praise. It's a term from Shakespeare, and I forget Mm. which play it's in, but um, that's common with me and Shakespeare, because they (laughs) kind of all run together. Yeah, well, your, your memory is usually rather amazing, sir, so... If that's all you can't remember right now, I think you're doing real good. <laughs> especially, especially depending on what frequency no, 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 you may be dealing with. You know, that is a normal <laughs> phenomenon for me. That um, It's hard for me, uh, and that's me. It's not everyone, it's me. It's hard for me to think of which play it is. Right. Because I don't really 
attribute much meaning to names. Now, Eileen thinks names are magic, you know? I mean, um, she has some Scottish blood, and she knows every clan and knew every clan, and blah, 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 and, and on and on. And she knows um, what each clan's motto was. They all had mottos, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't know what my clan's motto is, right? <laughs> I mean, it was like, make it medium rare. I don't know. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would put up in Latin or some language under my uh, coat of arms, make it medium rare. Fine, making some sort of foreign language, nobody's going to suspect anything anyway. Because who the hell reads Latin? But, uh, it, you know, it doesn't have much meaning to be names. I mean, it really does. Which, you know, we're moving along pretty quickly. Do you want to know what is new? Indeed. Now that we've talked, we've talked to Rachel about what's old. <laughs> well, yeah, but what's old is new again, and that sure applies with us, doesn't it? Anyway, um, actually, last Thursday, Stephen, you had you knew there were two new frequencies, but you didn't have all the details. So, the last thing we discussed in detail last Thursday was eighty four sixty five. That was added on the seventeenth. So, I have the two that we didn't talk about yet that were added last Thursday, and then I have two that were added to the main trays on Monday, and then we were told about one more yesterday. So that's a total of five. And just because you can't hold on to anything with certainty, there are two more this morning. Ooh, okay. I've been working, figuring them out, and there are two more. You're the first to be told that. All right. Because I will call Roberta after we're finished this program. Okay. But so, as you just described it, the first one we need to confront is 8416. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And that is not Rickettsio. Amazing. Yeah. It is an, an hereditary prion. And it is similar to two imbalances that are in both the body and the mind. They're in the brain, as well as the body. And that is most similar to MS. And MS is in the brain. When you speak about the sclerosis of MS, you're speaking about the hardening in, in you know, the spinal cord. And the meninges, the coverings of the brain. Um, Very much so it's both physical and mental uh, to the brain. Mm. And the second thing it's similar to is the same thing. It's twee. The T is trypanematosis, which is endemic syphilis. Right. Syphilis without sex. Okay. Um, so it depends upon your perspective. If you are a blue nose, you can speak of it and say, well, at least it wasn't sexual. And if you're not a blue nose, you can say, I have this and I didn't even have any sex. 
that is certainly getting screwed. Oh, it depends upon your perspective. But that's trap, uh, twee, trypanematosis, and western equine encephalitis. Well, last time I looked for the encephalon, it was in the head. And consequently, it is a brain imbalance also, as syphilis always is anyway. Um, you know, it goes to the brain. Well, it's well, it does a lot of damage, but it always ends up in the brain. This is that, and those encephalitis uh, type frequencies, Stephen, can also you can feel a uh, some sort of sharp pain in the neck, depending on the individual, right? Oh, there's always a muscle, and that muscle is called the sternocleidomastoideus. Okay. And <laughs> muscles are named according to where they begin and end. So sterno it means the sternum, the middle of the chest, the breastbone. Okay. Clido okay. means clavicle, but it goes across, you know what the clavicle is, right? Mm-hmm, right. It goes across and attaches to the end of the clavicle. And But also another head of it from the sternum goes up and attaches to the mastoid process. If you feel the back of your head and uh, the, the bottom of your skull on the side, uh-huh. So that you know the bottom is called a lump, a bump. Right. The point. That's uh-huh. the mastoid process. Oh, okay. So you had sternocleidomastoideus. Huh. That's how muscles are named. What that where they're going, and uh, it affects that muscle, and that muscle contracts. That muscle contracts. Uh, well, it pulls your head to one side. It's stiff. Oh, and you, you came straighten your head out, and the muscle hurts. And furthermore, that muscle swells, and that swelling impinges upon the sinuses. So your head stuffed up, and on and on and on. Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah. So anyway, this eighty-four sixteen, similar to MS and twee. So it's a pretty strong imbalance. Only good thing to say about it is it was found on the 19th, mm-hmm. and today is what, the 26th? 6th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone. Okay, so anybody who had that has probably cleared the frequency and hopefully... Just no about longer. anybody. Okay. Okay. Just about anybody. Maybe a couple of people around with it here and there, but mm-hmm. for the most part it's gone. Uh, and just to be really safe, you can say... For anyone without any extraordinary situation, it will certainly be gone by the end of the weekend. Mm. And I was finding that last uh, Thursday morning. Is that right? You found that on the 19th, correct? Yeah, it, exactly. You knew it was. You had found it, but didn't have all the details of it last Thursday. Yep. Now, now that we've gotten through that one. Mm-hmm. That brings us to. Eighty-four twenty-six. Right. Eighty-four We're back to our usual form, which is rickettsial. And I understand this imbalance very, very well. I found it to be strong, and as of now, it is gone in me. It was found also on the nineteenth. And it's similar to Streptomaticus and Propioni. 
and Mycobacterium ulcerans. It says a combination that should be called Steve's frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and there it is in the strip rheumaticus. Well, the first place you feel it is your thumbs. Almost everyone I know, when they have it, they feel it in their thumbs. It can be in all the joints of the body. It will be in the spine. It'll be everywhere. But you, but it's strong in the thumbs. You feel it in the thumbs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that's because it's a disease that separates us from animals. Most animals don't have thumbs. Maybe it's a, it's a way of getting back to our animal state. I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, so there it is, Sepramanicus and Propioni and Mycobacterium ulcerans. Which is, as you've said before, is a form of, or type of a, a TB frequency, correct? Very, very strong strain. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, moving right along from that, Mm-hmm. We come to 8436. 8436 was extraordinarily, extraordinarily powerful. Um, it is which it's an insect bite. And what's it most similar to? Well, first of all, Mycobacterium ulcerans. Well, I have to keep saying, reminding people, this is not significant because almost everybody you know when they get old, 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 they have breathing difficulties. They get pneumonia easily. They go in the hospital for a hangnail and they, they're kept there from for pneumonia. Um, that's it's routine. Part of that is because they don't move around much when they're older. Mm. And so stuff stays in the lungs and it's a breeding ground. But whatever it is, that's what it is. So it's common. The first thing, it's similar to Mycobacterium ulcerans. Secondly, it's familiar to twee. We just talked about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, what can I say? People who get older have a tendency to be seen as losing their marbles. Common, huh? Yep. Well, twee affects a couple of your marbles without a doubt. in the brain and that's it mm-hmm. and last but not least was a frequency of cancer and it is the frequency of cancer of the adrenal medulla the adrenal medulla is where you make adrenaline and when you are detoxing this and when mm-hmm. you have this but some extent, when you're detoxing it to a great extent, you do not make a drop of adrenaline. So there you are. And as someone walks away and comes back and looks for you, there you are right where you were. Because why would you move and how do you move anyway? And if they say, okay, I'm going to go out for a day or two, I've got stuff to do, don't worry about it. When you come back, there they are, right there. Mm. Because you can't even move. And you fall asleep, just might as well stay asleep. Because you just nod out. Adrenaline doesn't just give you strength. It gives you awake. Right. 
And without it, you just keep nodding off. Um, and that was what 8436 was about. So I think we said on Tuesday it's got the it's got the western equine encephalitis component which can cause some some brain fog and this uh this other uh component similar to to the frequency of cancer of the adrenals so double uh double shot there for some people right Yeah but that double shot didn't activate them it's like <laughs> Yeah it's a shot to lay them out <laughs> Good 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 point good point Right and so there it is um, it's gone in some, will be gone in everyone by the end of the weekend. Okay. Yeah, it just went on the main trays on Monday. Right. Mm-hmm. But okay. now it is Thursday, mm-hmm. and that's pushing, it's getting toward its limit. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's also true for the next one. The next one I know a great deal about. Um and that is 8446. 8446, once again, is rickettsial. What's it similar to? Well, first of all, it's similar to Streptomaticus propioni, which is a way of saying, hi, Steve, here I am. Um, and I felt it. It's also similar to MS. And I felt it, and I was moving around like a geriatric, you know, kind of bent over and achy and this and that. All right, more so than I would be normally because it's coming out. It's coming to the surface, and it'll be gone. And matter of fact, it is gone now. The last thing it's similar to is Brilla and Serena, which is itching. And it's a conspiracy because the strep keeps you awake, but also the itching keeps you awake. Because if you fall asleep, you're itching. You wake up and, mm. you know, you're itching. I mean, so I have like this back scratch on the side of my bed. And one I sleep with also. So you had something to do while you couldn't sleep. Well, yeah, I can wake <laughs> up when I leave and ask them to scratch my back. But I try not to do that. Uh, Good idea. Right. Because, well, she's got the same problem I have. Okay, so that's that one. Now, the only other one that we've had up to this morning mm-hmm. was 8456. Right. 8456, very simple, very strong. It's insect bite. It's most similar to Mycobacterium ulcerans. Breathing. Also similar to MS. So it's a very simple imbalance with a lot of very powerful side effects. Um, that is still present in probably the two or three people in whom I found it. Yeah, I just went on yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I haven't done a great deal of looking. Because meanwhile, I've been detoxing this uh, imbalance that is similar to cancer of the adrenals, along with uh, Western equine encephalitis. So there's that, and that was 
the last one found until this morning, and there are two found this morning. Okay. First of all, we have um, what is the last one I told you about? Eighty-four fifty-six. Right. All right. So the first one is eighty-four sixty-six. All right. Mm-hmm. And F one one. Yes. Let's see. I haven't put it everywhere where it's supposed to be, so I have to look around for it. And there it is. Eighty-four sixty-six. It is Rickettsia. And what's it similar to? First of all, similar to scleroderma. That is in the skin. Uh, it makes the... Eileen, would you call Brad, please? It makes the skin hard, tough, and inflamed. Secondly, it's similar to Yersinia pestis, mm. which is bubonic plague. And Yersinia pestis is mostly in the spleen. The spleen controls fluids in the body, and so your fluids are not in control, whether you have diarrhea or whether you have constipation, your fluids aren't functioning properly. And the third thing it's similar to, similar to lymphatic syphilis. So this one is one to make one somewhat miserable. Sure. Just found this morning. <clears throat> so I can't say anything more about it than that. Okay. And after that, there is one more that was found this morning. And it is also Rickettsia. And what's it similar to? Well, two things. First of all, twee. Talked about that enough. Secondly, it's similar to thalassemia. Thalassemia is a hemorrhagic disease in the bloodstream, and your blood does not clot properly. So uh, I just found this when I put down the probe. I then said, you better dial Judy, and there we are. Mm. So right now you know everything about it I know, which is very little. Does it have a number yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Eighty-four sixty-six was the last was the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it will be eighty-four seventeen. They guessed it right. <laughs> Is that right? Seventeen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Eighty-four seventeen. So what yep. you figured out? Yep. I finally got it. <laughs> 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 it's just a matrix. Mhm. You know. Yep. yep. And now every time, every time I see fifty-six, I'm like, okay, there's one more, and then we got a new sequence. So yeah, <laughs> it's not even my matrix proprietarily. It's a matrix that was uh, developed by Schimmel in Vega testing, energetic testing, and it was such an easy format to use. I said, let's just stick with this. Why bother? Did that again? It was developed by who? 
It's a man named Schimmel. The original testing, energetic testing, was in Germany. And it was done by Reinhard Voll. Okay. And he invented something called, uh, well, it was testing, you know, uh, EAV, which is, he invented EAV, which is electroacupuncture, according to Voll. But he was the German. Mm. One of his students was a guy named Schimmel. Okay. Who said if we take this and both extend it, make it more complex and yet simpler, we can cover a great deal more more ground. And he also changed the format to a great extent, and he called that Vega testing. Hmm. Why was it called Vega testing? I don't know. I don't really care either. Right. But that's what it was. That began a war between Vol and Schimmel on who was their best German. And apparently that war continued until they died. Um, but it was a productive war in that each would try and come up with things that the other couldn't possibly do. Mm. And so they were two giants bickering. They were legitimate giants, I assure you. So I use a Vega test format. That's a big part of the change that you made. It was made it easy. Um, so that's the that's the layout of my matrix. Very good. Well, we have come right at our time to wrap things up. Oh, good. And I will pour some more coffee because I need it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I will, too. Well, I've got a bunch of stuff that makes you really tired. Well, and, and one last thing to say, Stephen, because um, actually we'd heard a couple of people still uh, talking about and actually had specifically mentioned being constantly being tired for a long, long, long time, many years, and even had mentioned their adrenals. So um, this frequency, 8436, by no means is it the only one in your AIM database that has this component similar to cancer of the adrenal medulla. But hopefully, if anybody's had that problem and they have this, hopefully this will be the end of that layer perhaps, right? Oh, I think so. Remember, think so? the good news is there are still more and more and more people I find who are basically finished detoxing. Okay. And even that's a, a, a misnomer of sorts because there's nothing... There's no nothing in them that's being detoxed, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't mean I won't find something in three right. months mm-hmm. or two things. But basically, they're not on that uh, wheel of endless detox. They're finished with that. Um, you're never finished to the extent that no one's going to look at you. I assure you. And that is another reason to renew. Mm-hmm. Because finished doesn't really mean finished. Right. It means finished in accordance with what we're able to see. If we, if our vision increases and we see better next week, next month, next year, we may see something that applies to you. Mm-hmm. 
end of story because we may, we may not. If we can, we will, and that's what we should do. Because it applies to you, no doubt it'll apply to somebody else. Even if you and I are no longer on the AIM program, somebody is, and it'll apply to them, and that's it. The yep. difference is, if you're not on, you won't heal it. It's that simple. So, why renew? Because. <laughs> because we make progress that's critically important to life. And if you are not on the program, you will not share in that progress. And if you believe in this kind of work, that's a critically important reason. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in it, you should, no, you shouldn't renew. If you don't believe it, you shouldn't have been on anyway. Right. It's that simple. I do think this is, once again, a thinning out of the herd. And... Uh, I do think that's unfortunately necessary. Uh, that's kind of a lot of demarcation for me because I think it's very important to me that I not be one of the thinnies. I was going to say, I'm going to stay in your herd. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't feel like being thinned just yet. <laughs> no, no. Right, so, sir. I think that's it, isn't it? That is it, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate all those updates. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I will talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you next Thursday in the interim. Uh, If you have any other questions, get in touch with your facilitator. Feel free to use the resources there on their websites, and, of course, look for your email newsletter update coming from the office tomorrow morning. Have a good week. Bye-bye, everybody.